Os Orokamu Anatoa Legends from the Pacific o Kite Imas <clears throat> Aloha and thank you for joining us This is Legends from the Pacific episode 78 The Monkey King versus the Jade Emperor Sun Wukong part 2 That's right This is part 2 of our Monkey King saga So please go back and listen to our previous episode and its referenced episodes so you may have a better idea of these characters. As for the rest of us... The following is the Legends from the Pacific original story and is based on cultural records. As the Monkey King and his forces approached the heavens, the Jade Emperor appeared. Sun Wukong, please stop your attack. The Monkey King's eyes narrowed. Why? The gods never took me seriously. But I take you seriously, and have considered you an equal. What will it take to stop your attack? Bestow upon me the title of the Great Sage Equal to Heaven. The Jade Emperor nodded. Done. The Monkey King scratched his chin, and I'd like a better role. Very well. You shall be the guardian of the Heavenly Peach Garden. Now, do you agree to stop your attack? The Monkey King agreed. He thanked his army for they were victorious, and he went to the heavens where he proudly started his role as protector of the Peach Garden. One day, retainers entered to collect the garden's peaches of immortality. The Monkey King demanded they stop and state why they wanted the peaches. The retainers snickered. You take your job too seriously. The Monkey King's eyes narrowed. You dare insult the sage equal to heaven? The retainers laughed. What does that even mean? Um, it means I'm heaven's equal. We understand that, but what does that entitle you to? The Monkey King was puzzled. The retainers collected the peaches. If you are so great, then why are you here? Anyone can enter. Our gods stop whoever are forbidden and are no match for the great Jade Emperor. Your title and job are empty. Besides, if you were so important, why aren't you preparing for the gods' great feast? There's a great feast? The retainers laughed and left. Sun Wukong ate all the remaining peaches of immortality. He dashed to the banquet hall and found place settings, food, and the wine of immortality were set for the feast. He consumed all the food and sampled the sacred wine. He became intoxicated and stumbled through the heavenly palace with the rest of the wine. He wrecked the rooms found pills of immortality, and washed them down with more wine. The gods were furious to discover their feast was ruined. They found the intoxicated monkey and sentenced him to death. While Sun Wukong was powerful, he was too intoxicated to fight and no match for the teamed-up gods. However, the various immortal items he consumed made him impossible to kill. He was thrown into a pot and roasted in the hottest fires for 47 days to distill the items from him. 
the Jade Emperor hoped he finally achieved peace between the Monkey King and gods. However, their secret feast and Sun Wukong's execution made him furious. The gods reminded him their happiness ensured peace, and they dealt with the Monkey King. The Jade Emperor prayed Sun Wukong would forgive him. After the 47th day, the gods opened the pot. Sun Wukong jumped out. The symbol for wind was etched in the pot, which kept him cool, but the pot's smoke stained his eyes gold. He could see for miles and recognized disguised demons. However, none of the gods were demons, meaning they acted on their own instead of being influenced by dark forces. The enraged Monkey King attacked. The gods fell to the fierce Sun Wukong as he destroyed sections of the palace and shook the heavens. He defeated the last god, raced to the throne room, and confronted the Jade Emperor. The Jade Emperor's never seen such ferocity. The closest being with such power was the demon who he defeated to become the Jade Emperor. But even the demon was a shadow compared to the Monkey King. The Jade Emperor knew he could defeat Sun Wukong through meditation and more Taoist training, but that would take thousands of years. He bowed. Sun Wukong, I, enough! I've had enough of these games! So have I, the Jade Emperor sighed. What shall we do? I want the only thing that matters, to become the new Jade Emperor. The Jade Emperor's eyes rolled to the ceiling and closed. The Monkey King's tail twitched. Well, I'm afraid that's not my decision. The Jade Emperor's eyes opened and he faced the side of the room. Light appeared and a form became Buddha, the Enlightened One. The Jade Emperor bowed as the Enlightened One moved with a slow, captivating grace. The Monkey King's eyes narrowed. So, I have to defeat the all-powerful Buddha? Buddha chuckled wistfully. No. The Monkey King felt a pang of hurt, like he criticized his closest ally. He embraced his hate and snarled. No? Then you'll make me the Jade Emperor? The Enlightened One radiated compassion, acceptance, and understanding. Vast knowledge lay beyond his eyes, which seemed to be portals to another dimension. Sun Wukong, what is it that you wish? The Buddha's presence eliminated the Monkey King's hate. Hearing his name made him tremble. He shook his head, remembering how the gods wronged him, sparked anger. He struggled welling it up, Frustration and confusion surfaced with his anger as tears seeped from his eyes. Haven't you been listening? Yelling at Buddha was too much for Sun Wukong. He closed his eyes and looked away. I want to be the new Jade Emperor. Why? Buddha's words pierced Sun Wukong's heart. Because that's all that matters and I deserve it. Very well, the Buddha said. You shall be the new Jade Emperor if you escape my palm. The Enlightened One held out his hand. Do you accept my offer? Yes. Sun Wukong jumped back and leapt away. 
The palace shrank as he poured everything into his speed. The world came into view as he tapped into his rage, anger, and hate. Scanning his surroundings for Buddha, he saw the edge of space and the five pillars of heaven. Sun Wukong was mesmerized. After a while, he marked one of the five pillars and returned to the palace. He landed before Buddha. I escaped your palm. I am now the new Jade Emperor. The Enlightened One smiled. Sun Wukong, you did not escape my palm, for the five pillars of heaven were my fingers. The Monkey King's jaw dropped. Buddha's open palm faced him. Sun Wukong was launched back. He broke through walls, crashed into our realm, and a mountain slammed upon him. The Monkey King yelled beneath the mountain. Sun Wukong, the Buddha said, while you were wronged and mistreated by others during your pursuit for rank, power, titles, acceptance, and equality, you lacked the most critical aspect of proving you're more than a monkey. You lacked humility. It is my wish you learn this and understand balance and harmony. You can support us by getting two or three of your friends to listen to our show. This simple request goes a long way in helping us grow our show. Today, the Monkey King Festival occurs on the 16th day of the 8th lunar calendar, which is the day after the Mid-Autumn Festival and around September. Many temples dedicated to the Monkey King still stand. The Monkey King has been featured in many TV shows, cartoons, and films then, of course, the character most influenced by him was Son Goku from the Dragon Ball series. Bonus points if you got my Dragon Ball reference at the start of our show. Even though that would normally be at the end of a Dragon Ball episode, I decided to do my nod to the original Japanese version at the start of our show. As I'm sure you know, I love adding geek references whenever I can. I almost added the appropriate Dragon Ball music, but didn't want to get into trouble for not having the rights. The Five Finger Mountain, or the Five Element Mountain, is said to be where the Monkey King was imprisoned for many years, until a monk freed and conscripted him on his journey to the West to obtain scrolls from India. But that's a story for another time. If you feel our show deserves five stars, please give us that rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Aloha to our listeners in Germany and India. While we've always had listeners in these countries, we've recently experienced a spike in listenership. I'm glad you found our show, and if you're a listener from one of these countries, or would just like to send me an email, please do so via our feedback link in our show notes. I always enjoy hearing from you. Now, if you'll permit me, I'd like to take some time to tell you about a close friend of mine who I've known for decades, Kenneth Komoto, known as Kento. Kento idolized Andy Kaufman. This explained a lot of who Kento was because I feel he strived to emulate Andy Kaufman in real life and during his comedic career, since Kento was also a professional comedian. Kento appeared on many comedy specials. He was a headliner who opened for famous comedians, one of which was John Lovitz, 
who engaged in a lightsaber battle after the show. Lightsaber battles was a common thing. I'm sure we distracted many of Oahu's night commuters with it. Kento and I started one of the first podcasts around, Off the Air's Geek Nation, in 2004. Geek Nation was a weekly three-hour geek and pop culture show where we talked about the real important stuff, like cartoons, comics, movies, TV commercials, and other things that needed to be discussed. I was younger, so I talked about the latest geek news, and Kento shared the older geek stuff. We eventually crossed over into the Hawaii radio station, Kumu AM, where we spent an hour taking live phone calls from our worldwide fans. I edited that with our two-hour segments and posted it. Fans made YouTube videos of our sketches, and we made a TV pilot, but it was never picked up. I still have the podcast and pilots. I've considered posting them, but a lot's changed since 2004, and the once-barren geek culture landscape has become massively overcrowded. Also, most of our episodes are a bit dated, but we'll see. Kento and I always tried getting a reaction from each other. Perhaps one of the best moments was when he opened for a big comedy show. He was in the zone. He felt like he was about to start the next phase of his comedic career. He was introduced, took the stage, and before his first joke, the audience yelled, Where's Kamu? They were asking for me. Kento later admitted it was the most distracted he's ever been in his career. He struggled getting back into character, but did, and had a good show. The next time he saw me, he jokingly said he hated me and explained what happened. After a few years of Geek Nation, he got burned out and wanted to stop doing the show. I completely understood since he was putting in about 25 hours a week, and I was clocking in around 55. I couldn't imagine finding someone to replace him, and there was no way I could do our show solo. So, we ended it, but continued hanging out, making jokes, and geeking out. Kento's been fighting pancreatic cancer. It looked like he'd be part of the 5% who survived, but he contacted me saying he felt like he was entering his final days. Even though it drained his energy to talk or text, he fought through it so we could briefly talk. We reminisced about our various adventures, our dozens of running jokes, and thanked each other for being a great friend. There's many great celebrities, personalities, and people who achieve something, but we never get to hear their story. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to tell you about Kento, my fellow podcast host and friend. Deep down, I'd like to believe this is one of his many elaborate jokes and he's trying to pull a fast one over me and our friends, because this is the type of thing he'd do, as well as his idol, Andy Kaufman. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, a.k.a. DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is Water by Taimane courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kanashiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is ho'omake'aka. Ho'omake'aka means funny. An example of ho'omake'aka is it's tough for comedians to be ho'omake'aka. Once again, 
ho'omakeaka is Hawaiian for funny. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho!